Thank you for listening to the Hillsview Men's Ministry. We are a group of men building relationships to equip and encourage each other. A little bit about myself. Okay, well, grew up German Lutheran, got saved uh, when I was 19 years old in a uh, Baptist church. Uh, and then in private, I prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and received the tongues. Um, I know the big difference for me was in terms of before I received the baptism, I might have led two or three people to the Lord. But one of the evidences of the baptism is the power to witness. And afterwards, over the years, um, I don't know, I never kept track, but I'm guessing conservative, maybe 400, 500 people that I've led to the Lord, not in the church, but in their homes or in business or places like that. Uh, simply because I would ask if they would have the assurance of going to heaven. And uh, I'm a financial advisor, and I do estate planning. And why do you do estate planning? Because you're going to die. And if you're going to die, do you have the assurance of going to heaven when you die? <laughs> I think it's pretty loud. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for your love and grace. Cover us with your precious blood. Lord, cleanse our hearts, strengthen our faith. Thank you for loving us before we loved you, for forgiving us our sins, for giving us that sure and certain hope and promise of eternal life. Help us, Lord, to make this day count for you. Help us, Lord, to do what's right in your sight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, before I bring uh, the message, I wanted to show you something. You grandpas or you dads, this is a children's book. I think it's a necessity of being in your home. David says they have it. I hope a lot of you, if you don't have it, uh, you'd get it. Um, it's by John Morris and Kevin Ham, and you can come look at it afterwards, okay, to see once if... That I think it would make an excellent Christmas present, especially if you have children or grandchildren that aren't saved. Uh, because I think, I believe, that one of the main problems we have, the battle for, uh, it includes secular humanism, but it also includes evolution. Uh, so that evolution is treated uh, not as a theory, uh, and it is a theory with no... Uh, or very little supporting evidence compared to the theory of creation, which has an overwhelming amount of supporting evidence. So that's one book I would highly recommend. This is another one. This one I've had since 1972, Evolution, the Fossils Say No. The... Uh, the, when you look at the Cambrian age or earlier, there are no fossils. There are no fossils from amoebas up to the simple animals. And then when you look at the uh, coming ages, whether it's the age of fish or whatever, you know, they've just arbitrarily divided this up, but the evolutionists do because they want to believe in it so badly. So there's, in the plant life, there's no evidence of evolution. There are no 
intermediate stages. Uh, between fish and other fish, or fish and amphibians, or amphibians and uh, turtles, or amphibians, or, or other reptiles, uh, or reptiles and mammals, there's not just one missing link, guys. There's tens of thousands of missing links. When this book was written, 1972, <clears throat> they were talking about 150 years searching for a missing link. And they couldn't find any. Now it's been 190 years. Still no missing links. Just different animals and different things. It just They all just appeared. All on the sixth day of creation. They all appeared, including dinosaurs. Henry Morris, The Beginning of the World. I would encourage you to get that. This one was written in... I think 1992, so it's later. Uh, but most of this comes from the institution, Institute of Creation Research. And maybe some of you are, I think Russ and maybe some of you have read these books. Uh, if you haven't, I just think it's a must. Uh, and then another book or thing, The Young Earth with all of the scientific evidence to support that the Earth is probably six or 7,000 years old, at the very oldest. Okay, now, I have, uh, what happened to Cal? Well, oh, he's back there. <laughs> okay, I, I tried to, I, I better keep one. Tried to make enough copies where there'd be one for each table, assuming that, uh, this isn't all that exciting for you, <laughs> that not that many of you want to take anything home anyway. But uh, I believe that as men, we are to be the providers and protectors of our family. And as a protector, we need to protect our families against the uh, evolutionists and evolutionism, because it's much, it's much more a religion. There are no facts to support it. So, um, I'm outlining for you Genesis 1, verses 20 through 31. Verse 20, um, there's a reference to creeping things. And in the Hebrew, I believe that looks like they would be small creeping things. In the later verses, all through 30, verse 31, we have reference to other creeping things and um, larger reptiles, animals, maybe giant reptiles. Uh, and then you have, and there's a reference, and there's other verses in there, and you can see I wrote down uh, minute animals, uh, water monsters or dragons, verse 24, rapid moving reptiles or dinosaurs. And then I think there's some other important things in Genesis 3, 14 through 19 that I would encourage you to read. Genesis 7 through 18, Noah and the Ark. And then Job, chapter 40, verse 15, to chapter 41, 34, where you have Behemoth mentioned once, probably a very large dinosaur, but you have Leviathan, uh, quite a bit of description. I, probably that was Tyrannosaurus rex. If they were describing something in Job's day, uh, that's, that's my best guess. None of us know. Um, 
but Job definitely was during the time of the uh, original creation. If you take the age of Adam until he died and each of the sons go like that, you end up with 2,006 years to the time of Noah. And Job had to have been written during that time period. I think that's pretty much well accepted. Uh, and if that was when Job was written, then the reference to the behemoth and to Leviathan would have, have been uh, uh, a part of what he was talking about. And uh, so I think. Uh, oh, and one other comment I'd make on, in verse 30 of Genesis chapter 1, that everything was created to eat vegetation. So that would include the dinosaurs, too. Um, and you know, uh, I w I've been thinking about that a lot, especially since last Sunday when we visited on that. But I, I think that um, the dinosaurs, because the, the whole atmosphere and vegetation would have been lush and growing a lot, and vegetation could have been quite different from what we know it now. So even like Tyrannosaurus rex, big mouth of teeth, uh, may have just grabbed a tree and broke it off and swallowed it. We don't know about their digestive system, but they could have digested that. You look at crocodiles today, they don't chew. They just bite and rip and tear and swallow large chunks. Why couldn't dinosaurs have done the same thing? But I think that, uh, and I believe with all my heart, that we need to be a defender of creation as, the, as a mainstay for our families, uh, because in the creation, Adam and Eve sinned, and with sin came death, uh, and that could have been then when we find dinosaurs turning to eating each other, or the saber-toothed tiger, or lions, or whatever, where they would kill and, and eat for the, the meat, uh, but Death and destruction came into the world when Adam and Eve sinned. And it wasn't just Adam and Eve, it was also animals. It was the whole creation. It was even vegetation. Everything would change with sin. And if we don't have an answer for sin, and we do, because Jesus died for us, that we might be forgiven. I heard Billy Graham saying one time that uh, every morning and every evening he prays for the blood of the Lord to cover over him and wash away his sins. I try to do that too. I also pray every day, try to help me make this day count for you, Lord. That what I do isn't just what I want to do and it's not just uh, a senseless, meaningless existence. We really make things count for the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever we do or if we fail to do. So the answer to sin that was in the Garden of Eden when we were turned away from the tree of life, couldn't eat from that any longer, the answer for sin was what happened then to the Lord Jesus Christ, that God had a plan for us to redeem us. Uh, for those of us who will seek him and find him, um, and then live for him.
I think that conversion means far more than just praying the, the sinner's prayer. If we don't follow through and try to do the things that are pleasing to him, a changed life, um, before I got saved, I thought nothing of going out with my friends and we would tie one on and I'd get drunk and come home that way or come back to the dormitory that way. Um, and there were a number of times I thought about that, that if I didn't care whether people saw me drunk or not, why should I care if they don't like me because I'm witnessing about the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> so why not? You know? Because that's, that's, that becomes the, the bottom line. So, uh, with salvation, we have meaning and purpose, and we understand, we begin to understand what creation was all about. Uh, and creation was uh, over six 24-hour days. There's too many places in the scripture that talk about a day, and they're always referring it to 24 hours. Uh, this, the, the distortion, I believe, where people try to say that a day was an age. I mean, come on, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You can't make that work uh, no matter how hard you try. But, uh, and, I, and I know that the uh, evolutionists would like to have us believe in many millions and billions of years. When I was in college, the evolutionists were sure that the earth was two billion years old. And then I find 40 years later, now it's four and a half billion years old. And it it's, must be the new math. <laughs> that when 40 years passes, the earth gets more than twice as old. So maybe my kids, when another 40, because I won't be here another 40 years, and maybe because the evolutionists find they need more time, they'll say that the earth is nine billion years old. You know, it's just something they pull out of the air. There's nothing, there are no substantial things to back up the four and a half billion. And there are some scientific things for you to consider. Uh, if you look on there, if the earth were a small ball, a smooth ball, water would cover the whole earth by about one and a half miles deep if it were a smooth ball. We have land that's about a third, water that's about two-thirds, and if we didn't have the deep parts of the ocean. There are the rift fissures. You all know what those I'm talking about? All the way around the earth that probably parted and water was blown from underneath the earth up into the atmosphere, high atmosphere, where it froze and came down on the poles. And we had the ice age that followed after that. One ice age lasting maybe a couple of years. The ocean crust, wherever you look, where erosion couldn't possibly have done anything, any of the deep parts, and all of the ocean crust indicates it's about six or 7,000 years old. All of the ocean crust is young. Every major river around the world, uh, has a delta like the Mississippi does, but if you go on into the Gulf of Mexico, you can go out 
miles and miles where the water is really deep, that no delta could have been formed unless it was a runoff from the flood. Only way possible for that. So what I'm trying to say is that there's all kinds of evidence for the creation, for the flood, for the ice age, but it goes along with creation. Um, the moon. We got married August 9th, 1969. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary. Three days before we got married, uh, and Donna thought, you know, this does not fit in with her wedding plans. But I told her that I was going to stay up. Didn't know when the a spaceship was going to land on the moon. But I thought this is going to be a historic event par excellence. And I want to see it for myself. Uh, so on August 6th, about 3 o'clock in the morning, they landed on the moon. And I was watching on TV. I was so happy that I could see that. And what a shock it was. You may not remember, or maybe some of you aren't even old enough to think about 1969, but for those of you who are old enough and, and could have seen it, the spaceship had three huge cones because they knew that when the spaceship sat down on the moon, being that it was two, three billion years old, whatever, and the space dust collecting at about one inch for every 10,000 years, that there probably would be 50 to 60 feet of dust wherever they would go to sit down. And if they didn't want to have the spaceship sink out of sight, they had to have those cones on there to keep it above the dust. I was just amazed. Still am. You know, they found a half inch to an inch of dust. <laughs> Wouldn't that suggest to you that the Earth might be six to ten thousand, or that the Moon might be six to ten thousand years old? And if it was created at the same time that the Earth was created, then that's how old the Earth would be too—six or seven thousand years old. But um, evolutionism has a way of hiding the facts that don't fit. I thought that would be big news. Looked for it in magazines and newspapers and hardly ever got mentioned. And we didn't have Fox News yet at that time to tell the truth. <laughs> Did not. So it basically, that was one thing amongst many things that, that got ignored. Um, the magnetic field. Okay, I'm ready for another handout. I better keep one. <laughs> Just the magnetic field around the Earth, according to evolutionism, and you have to have faith to believe in evolutionism and no God and coming up with uh, uh, different evolutionary things when there are no when there's no evidence for it, for that. But the evolutionism believes that the last time the magnetic fields of the Earth change so that the North Pole became the South or vice versa was 700,000 years ago. Uh, and I can show you in one of my books. I don't think I put it in here, but 700,000 years ago. Impossible for the Earth to be 700,000 years old. If you look at this chart, 
you can see that from 1820, you can see it, and I didn't write that in here, but from 1829 on, every year they have measured our magnetic field, and you can see that it's coming down on a curve, and by the year 10,000 AD, approximately, we'll have very little of a magnetic field left. So all of the uh, rays that come in from outer space will be able to come in and uh, do whatever damage they're going to do to if, if the Lord hasn't returned by that time. But if it's deteriorating at a uniform manner, then according to the theory of uniformity, you can go backwards too, not just forward, but you can go backwards. Well, if you go backwards about 20,000 BC, the magnetic field is so strong that the earth would have been molten lava. Now tell me how life could have evolved on a planet that's made of molten lava. How they can that be? To cook the soup. Huh? They needed something to cook the soup back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so if you want to take that home with you, that's fine. That'd be great. Um, the salt. The runoff of salt from the earth at the current rate would make the earth no more than 32 million years old. Not four and a half billion. Impossible. When you look at the scientific facts, it's impossible for the earth to be four and a half billion years old. Um, evolutionism says that there are hundreds of millions of years of lush plant life. Current fertile soil should be hundreds of feet thick, shouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it should. Not eight to ten inches thick. What would eight to, eight to ten inches thick of fertile soil indicate? An earth that might be six to ten thousand years old. So again, just more scientific evidence for you to consider. Now, what are we up against? Here is a descent according to the evolutionism. Our descent from an amoeba, a single cell animal. Of course, the big, big problem is that how did the amoeba come into being? Out of dead matter? Dead matter has never in, uh, produced living matter, but somehow, if you give them four and a half billion years, which we're not willing to give them, the scientific evidence shows the earth cannot cannot never ever be four and a half billion years old. They just can't. There's just too much scientific evidence that supports creation of a young earth. So, but here, uh, so we have plants and insects and animals all supposedly evolving. And there's uh, ten thousands of places that they possibly could have found a missing link between any of these, not just between a monkey and a man, but between horses and cows and cats and dogs and, and mosquitoes and flies 
all the bugs that bother us, isn't it? So if you want to have this, this is what we're up against, uh, and it's simple. There's no truth in it. And you can show friends or family, this is what the evolutionism believes in, uh, and where's the evidence? And they say, oh, there's Cro-Magnon man, and, and this and that, and another thing. But there isn't. In fact, when you look at the uh, uh, Cambrian age, which is supposedly 600 million years ago, uh, all of a sudden, all the simple animals are up here. Worms, musks, clams, uh, the, the simple ones that are invertebrates. They all appear. If you go down below the Cambrian age, and they've gone down 5,000 feet, and you know what they found? Nothing. Nothing. The invertebrates are in one layer, uh, uh, and then there's uh, evidence found where a dinosaur print was found, and a man's footprint was found inside of it. So there, the invertebrates and all the other animals, including us, all appeared during the first six days of creation. And the Institute of Creation Research is there to help you. So if you're in a battle or you need more evidence to help convince family members, because I think it's a shame. You know what evolutionism does? It presupposes there's no God. And there's no purpose, there's no meaning, there's no direction in life. You just live and die and that's, that's it. So when the evolutionists say that you should just eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow you die, that's because they have no purpose in life. There's no reason to live. And we have the good news that they can be forgiven of their sins and that they can have eternal life in heaven. So... couple more things. Uh, and on the, the top is the magnetic field, and we've already been over that with a better diagram. But on the bottom of this is energy. Total energy in trillions of kilowatt hours stored in the Earth's magnetic field. Free decay theory gives maximum age of the Earth 8,700 years according to the decay. And you know the second law of thermodynamics, right? Anybody quote that for me? <laughs> Kyle. Kyle, yeah. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I don't expect you to do it word for word. It's a theory of entropy, isn't it? Am I yeah. Right? Okay, everything We're, tends to break down once it's... Yeah. From, a, yeah. from a higher state to a lower state. From a higher state to a lower state, second law of thermodynamics. Um, and this bottom one here shows total energy and that it would decay down to nothing in no more than 8,700 years. If we're 6,000 years old, the Earth might have another 2,700 years before there is no more energy. Uh, who knows? I'm not going to be around in 2,700 years, uh, but I do care about my children and grandchildren. 
Because I know in school they've had it drummed into their heads about evolution. And it's not treated as a theory, it's treated as fact. Can you believe that? That's how far the, that evolutionism has gone, that it's treated as a fact. So I wanted to give you some things that you could take with you if you wanted to show and to prove to you that the earth cannot be four and a half billion years old. The energy, uh-uh, won't work. Magnetic field, uh-uh, won't work. Have they found any intermediate fossils? Uh-uh, they can't find any fossils from the simple animals on back. They've gone down 5,000 feet into the sediment. Nothing there, nothing there. Now this next one, I don't know what my, happened to my copy machine, but instead of making 10 copies, it made 20. I must have hit it twice. Anyway, but this is salt in the ocean. All the salt in the ocean would accumulate in a maximum of 62 million years at current rates. Now, the only thing I can say with that is that our ocean hasn't been around but more than six or 7,000 years old, and that's why the salt content isn't so bad that fish and other animals can still live in it. Um, but look at the Dead Sea, where salt has accumulated a whole lot more. And if we were that old and all of the oceans had that much salt, would any life had come out of those oceans? No. So I think that's uh, another important consideration. One more, the accumulation of sediments and erosion from land at current rates, the continents would all be eroded in no more than 14 million years. That's not six or seven thousand. It just goes against this whole idea that the Earth is four and a half billion years old. Can't be. None of other the scientific things work to support it. They all go against it, and it's just creation.